2: Hello and Happy New Year! Welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host Brian Plofsky and today we've got a little double talk going on. Sometimes you gotta look out for yourself, but with every breath I take, we're gonna employ the buddy system. Everybody's gotta be somewhere. Now, stay with me. It needs work, but you can always count on me to lead you away from the lost and found all you have to do is wait. Joining us today are the people I'm nothing without, including Kevin, what you don't know about women, Jager. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that was the first thing I understood what you were saying. <laughs> Kimberly, our game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Yeah, hi. And, and with us today is a guest whose voice you've most likely heard before on his podcast that he hosts... Edits, produces, and everything else. Uh, Theater People, Broadway Con, and the new Broadway Backstory. Let's give a broadway welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the, the, show. the show. Hi. Patrick Hines. Hi. Woo-hoo. Oh, my goodness. Woo-hoo. Hi, hi, hi. I'm so happy to be here. We're, we're pleased to have you. You can follow Patrick at Patrick Hines. You can follow at Theater People, PPL, and at B-Way Backstory on Twitter and
0: uh, yeah, so Twitter for Broadway backstory, oh my God, there's so many of you guys, yeah. and I've had a drink. I can't remember anything <laughs> uh it's at b way backstory and then on facebook
2: uh it's uh just Broadway backstory great yeah um so let's just let's just get right to it. What are you drinking? What are you drinking, are you drinking? <laughs> are you drinking? oh, but before we do that, that was city of angels,
3: yeah totally. but why
2: yeah. Because I feel like we're n- never going to really talk about it unless it's alive. <laughs> <vibes. laughs>
3: Wait, can I tell well, you like, a story that's
2: related to it? Yeah, yes. So my it's kid. a math musical, City of Angles.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's a great idea. We should write that for school. I'm a, quit I'm our a, podcasting yeah. jobs to make a million dollars. So my my kid, this <laughs> is you, a true you know, story. Um, my, my child, who is now two and a half, when she was like maybe a year and a half and was like starting to like form words, Yeah, she would be like, n- make no sense, nothing ever sounded like anything, she'd say dad-dads, kind of. One day, out of the clear blue sky, this is a true story, she said the words, Randy Graff. Just like, (laughs) straight (laughs) straight Like, clear as day, she said Randy Graff. <laughs> <laughs> well, Randy Graff was in City of Angels, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got the stares of, like, how does that relate? No, I oh, was so. just trying to understand how
4: a child would know that name like No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I have no idea. <laughs> I, and it's not like we talk about Randy Graff in my house all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. We're gay, but We're not that
4: gay. <laughs> I was going to say, just playing Les Mis, like, her Fontine over and over <laughs> yeah. and over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good.
2: So as you can see, we're drinking. But what are you drinking? What are we drinking? Oh, We already did
4: that. Sorry. Oh, that's okay.
3: <laughs> we're we're d- do double talk.
4: I'm drinking um, Maker's Mark with uh, a little bit of ginger. I think, I think we're all drinking ginger. That. Air. Yeah, totally. But what cups do you have, guys?
3: All
5: drinking oh, I'm that. drinking oh. out of the, the
2: cat's cup. Kimberly.
5: Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, I almost said "Spring Awakening" because I was looking at Patrick's. I have kinky
2: boots.
5: <laughs> Song of Purple I never Summer. This
0: one. <laughs> spring Awakening. Yeah. Uh, i I signed that. You, what? I signed, I signed you
2: it when I said oh, it. You see oh, yeah. you couldn't see it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Fluent in ASL.
2: Exactly. An podcast on, on podcast. What is this <laughs> this is a slap chop? What is this?
5: Magic Bullet. The Magic Bullet. This a no. slap, slap chop? chop? No, that's the one where you chop onions by just like... Pumping,
0: you guys. You know that the tagline for that is "You're gonna like my nuts." Do you remember this? That crazy no. guy. Oh, his um, that crazy infomercial
5: guy. What
2: was his name? He got he got arrested for like beating up a, a hooker. yeah
0: yeah 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 and what?
2: then yeah he got arrested for like beating the up a one, hooker. The oxy. No, he died of a heart attack on a plane. Oh, don't do infomercials, guys. But he <laughs> was like slapping <laughs>
0: like like um walnuts. He's like, "You're gonna like my nuts," and that was like the the meme
2: or the oh, GIF God. or whatever the kids. He call has it. a crazy name. I don't know. Yeah. Both. <laughs> His name is.
0: He's yeah, also again, the ShamWow guy. Sham Wow, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, His yeah, yeah. name Wait, is. Wait, he died?
3: No, no, no. no he was no, the one that, that,
0: like, he.
5: Oh, but he took over for the guy who died from the OxyClean The OxyClean
0: guy
4: died. Did oh, he, he did. take
2: over for OxyClean?
5: This, this, is, a,
0: a thir- this is an the
2: investigation, blonde investigation you guys. Guy? Yeah. <laughs> it's really. We're doing a <laughs> infomercial backstory this right now. This <laughs> is <laughs> now the mystery show. <laughs> so, Billy Mays know, was the OxyClean guy who died of a heart attack on a plane.
5: Yeah. Uh
3: huh.
2: And this guy's name is. I love that you can see his picture. You can see
4: everything about him, but they won't tell you his name. Vince <laughs> Shlomi? Is that right?
5: Shlomi? That doesn't sound
0: right. It doesn't sound right.
5: But is Google telling you that? Because it's true then.
0: Offer Shlomi? Hold on.
5: Sham wow guy.
0: Tommy Shlomi? Yeah, are we just saying weird things now? Shlomi
2: Shlomo. <laughs> you know Tommy Shlomi directed the West, right?
3: Yes. yes. Okay. I just
2: add like, a ton of, most of uh pilots. Offer Island. Shlomi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Offer Shlom-
5: Better known as Vince Offer, Vince Shlomi, the Sham Wow guy, is an Israeli American director, writer, comedian, and infomercial pitchman.
2: So let's start with <laughs> what have you seen this week? What have you seen this week? What have you seen this week? What have you seen? This week? What have you seen? This, this week. week. <laughs> um, Patrick, let's we'll start with you. What have you seen lately? I th- the last thing
0: I saw was Dear Evan Hansen. Here, it was terrible. Oh my God, why? I mean, how did that even get a transfer? <laughs> I- <laughs> it is, it's funny because I uh, interviewed Michael Park. And so we were talking about. We talked a lot about Michael Parks' performance, but we were talking a lot about Ben Platt's performance as well. Mm -hmm. And you know, you were you were saying to me earlier that you were sitting in the front row. I was sitting in the third row, and you can see that boy is leaking out of every orifice of his face. I needed a American Psycho poncho. Oh my god! First of all, wait, can we talk about American Psycho for the next four hours? Because I I love that show so much. I I loved it. Oh, Oh, you talk to Kevin. Kevin,
4: I loved it. Kimberly and I were much. Oh my god, I thought it was perfect. One of our first episodes, we talked about how I thought it was brilliant, brilliant, and I thought every else would agree.
0: I talked to them and they're like, we don't like it. And when I'm did like, you see what? it during the run? I saw it like f- 10 times. No, I'm just kidding. I saw it twice. <laughs> I saw it uh, during previews and then like, a, I mean, it ran for like a week or something. So right. I saw it like, I saw it in its DMs. first and fifth and final performance. Uh, no, I'm joking. But I saw I saw it like, I saw it like in previews and then like a week later. Because Kimberly and I saw it towards the end of the run. And oh, it's so like the following week. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we saw it that Friday. <laughs> yeah. You saw it on Monday. <laughs> exactly. um, but, was it's it, like a difference between a
2: matinee and an evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and <Dan> Ed <laughs> right. We've heard a lot of different opinions no, based on night. when you saw it. Oh. During the run. Because apparently when Kevin saw it, it was a lot more serious and more focused on the... Oh, wait. I
5: thought you said it was more campy when you saw no, it. No, no. no I it, it was more it was campy more...
2: when we saw it. Uh. Yeah. I, I agree that
0: I think it needs to be cam- the, Here's the thing. I love the book, even though I think Brett Easton Ellis is an idiot.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: <laughs> I loved the movie, uh-huh. even though Christian Bale is an idiot. Right. And <laughs> I, I loved the show. Like, I loved the show. So my, my my fear with the show is that it was... It was not gonna get the tone. Like f- tone is such mm. a dumb, heady word.
2: It nailed tone. It
0: nailed it so hard. And like Ben Walker doing that weird elephant man stuff. And yeah, so Alice amazing. Ripley and the ensemble, like mopping up blood. She was like ensemble girl number five I in the back know. left corner. <laughs> I was living for that. And then like Jen Damiano. Uh, mm-hmm. Like just I just I just loved it. I just loved it. Oh my god. And Helena, I think is how we've described it. Yeah, Helena York. Helena York. Who she was has fierce. been perfect in two shows and not nominated? For I know one. she was uh bullets over Broadway. I saw that. She was yeah. perfect. I saw that. Helena York was just so incredible in American Psycho. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just thought American Psycho was like, you know what? I was it, it was actually kind of scary. Like, I actually like That's that opening. See,
2: oh, the opening was incredible.
0: Yeah, totally. The first
5: 30 seconds were perfect. Yeah, totally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then Kim <Kimberly laughs> and I were like, and
5: then and they had Jello on their face. And I was confused.
0: Do you remember the part where, like, they were
5: doing the Christmas party
0: scene and they had, like, the two turntables on yeah. either? Uh-huh. And yes. you'd see chorus girl Alice Ripley, like, holding a candelabra. And then she was, like, on her knees, wiping the floor. Like, this is Alice Ripley! Like, it was just crazy. The whole show was insane. And I just loved every second of it. I was really hoping at the end they would be like, and Alice Ripley did it!
3: But she was just, <laughs>
4: Yeah,
3: um...
0: Believable.
4: I got to it's interview lovely. Alice Ripley. Like that's like the M Night Shyamalan yeah. like twist at the end. Yeah. <laughs> totally, it was Alice Ripley the whole time.
0: I went. So I went to. I have to admit that before that, I wasn't really like an Alice Ripley fan. I didn't really know much. Really? I had seen Next to Normal. I had seen Rocky Horror, but like I wasn't like. Of the converted, I am so converted now. Mm -hmm. But I went to I went to interview her in her dressing room. She won for Next Normal, yes. Uh, She did. Oh yeah. Oh, and she gave literally the the world's most insane acceptance speech. speech. You know when you make a speech that you've been giving to the mirror, and like in the mirror, you are you know the audience. Affirmations. Yeah, and it's like the audience is on their feet and they're cheering, and she made that speech, and it was crickets. It was crazy. So good. It was so. Well, that was what all the voters were like. Is she acting? Totally. So I didn't know anything about... Oh. Well, I knew Like, I had done my research, but I didn't, like... I don't have, like, a relationship to her work. Yeah. And I went... And I was waiting outside the stage door and I'd interviewed Jen Damiano like the week before. Uh So Jen was like, Jen came up and was like, hi, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm interviewing Alice Ripley. She's like, why do you look terrified? I'm like, because I am terrified. (laughs) And then You are next to normal with her. You know. Yeah, exactly.
3: Girl, I don't have to tell you. (laughs) And
0: (laughs) Alice Ripley showed up. She was like, I was waiting for the press person and the press person wasn't there. And I see her walking to the stage door. We're already running late. And I knew I only had her for like 25 minutes. And I was like, hi, Alice. And she's like, hi. I was like, I'm here for the podcast interview. She goes, I just bought you a club soda. And she <laughs> handed me a, a can of club soda. She's like, I thought you might get thirsty. And we go up to her dressing room. <laughs> and she's wearing, um, she's wearing like wrap around sunglasses. Of course she is. Not for any reason. <laughs> just because it's bright in there. And... I'm sitting across from her and I'm holding my little like my little handheld microphone and it's literally shaking and like my little I forgot the the thing like the 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 puff the
5: the windscreen
0: yeah yeah so I had had a sock like a side like taking a sock oh my god this is so horrifying and it was like going back to me and then pointing it to her and then back to me and and I pointed it to her and the sock flew off and hit her in the face at which point I thought I was in for a literal beating and she she literally goes Are you nervous? And I went, yes, Alice Ripley. I'm really nervous. She didn't rip you apart. She did not. And she was like, "Do we need to stand up and like shake it out?" I was like, "Can we?" And we stood up and shook it out. shook it out. Yeah, it was an intense. It was intense. That's she was awesome. very nice. That's Sorry, a good story. that
2: was a really long story. No, no that was, that great. was actually amazing. Great. I love every <laughs> second of that. Um, so, Thanks. so we saw two things this week as a group. What'd you see? We saw. We went to LaGuardia, the Fame High School, Fame High, <laughs> and we sure did. And we saw Les Mis. Their production of Les Mis. Whole oh, the, I have the, the will
5: it's in my purse (laughs) the song I never remember the name that's my
2: favorite song in the whole show
5: I love that song. Yeah. And it's so a they... song
2: I always forget that's in that show, but always is the song that I'm singing after the show. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Whereas like, I, like, go to the like... show
5: and forget Eponine exists until she comes onto the stage.
0: Cecilia Keenan-Bolger. And oh. The thing is, like... How dare you? I'm,
5: like, watching the show, and then Eponine comes in, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the show with this song. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: That's so funny, because <laughs> it, like...
5: two hours in.
0: I'm older than you guys, and so, like, I remember when I was, like, in theater camp when I was in high school, yeah. that was, like, Eponine's song was, like, it was... It it was like the Believe. it was like the Mimi and wrench or like the right. whatever the big girl thing is now. It was like pulled, totally, I totally, yeah. exactly, or like Elle Woods in Legally Blonde. Yeah, you know, like that was the role you wanted because it was like all the drama in one song. Do you, you remember know? when Joey sang it on Dawson's Creek? No, no, no one.
5: What Joey
4: sang on, on my own? On my own and come Dawson's again. Creek for she sang it for real. It was on an episode. Yeah, and like Katie Holmes. I've character watched Joey most of
5: Dawson's songs
4: Creek on my own.
5: Clearly, not enough.
4: Wow. Yeah. It's it's a, it's an episode for sure. Oh my god. It
5: really did Anyway, happen. the Tenardier was hilarious. Yeah. And I believe Kevin has his bio in front of him. Yes. Because
0: Oh, I love a good, like Ooh, just wait. N- not professional bio. Yeah. Well, first my of all,
5: a lot of them were professional bios. Because for instance, Gavroche has been on Broadway, of so course. her bio was her bio. Yeah, and what's, and what's <laughs> in, was Broadway impressionist? Do you know who the first Regional girl to ever blah, play Gavroche was? Tell me.
0: Did, are there any guesses? I
5: don't know. Wait, wait, the, the first, first girl William to Michelle. ever play
0: Gavroche. <laughs> that's a good guess. <laughs> Britney Spears. Daisy Egan. Daisy Egan was the first girl
2: to oh, ever play Gavroche. when oh, she was Broadway. on Broadway. Yeah. On the Broadway backstory, she talks about how she was in, in Les, Les Mis. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, cool.
5: Yeah. Wait, she was Gavroche, not Cosette.
0: She was no, she or was. She was, she was they let her go on one night because all the boys were
2: sick. <laughs> so oh. she was
5: Yeah, well,
2: she's well, interesting. And he's then,
5: way more fun. Yeah, okay. and he dies.
2: I know. Yeah. Oh, he matters. Good scene. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So before Spoiler. Kevin reads that, we saw the school version. Uh huh. So it's yes. an hour. Kevin pointed out that it's an hour shorter. It's a lot shorter. Like, every solo... Why didn't I like see the every school but solo it has something cut it feels longer. Out. Really? Because you're not as engaged with the character stories, so it's really almost like a cabaret plot, 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 of, plot, like, plot, plot, plot song, plot song. That's could it be that they're high school kids? <laughs> no. I
0: mean, yes.
5: <laughs> it's also... It was so nice to see. Did you guys <laughs> and feel that? not, this?
0: like... We're, we're giving them a the better
3: <laughs> than
5: <and> curry <laughs> <rule>? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, first of all, the Valjean was amazing. But did you guys feel, like, a little, like, oh, good... The scene changes were a little long, and there were some, like, awkward mannerisms that I'm just like, oh, good. Even, like, Fame High School had all these problems. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
4: It was just, like... Fame High School. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I (laughs) definitely felt that. Like, going to a school that, like, when we did, like, like, Little Shop of Horrors, like, the entire budget was the plant, so we were like, um, we're all gonna just figure out what to do with the rest, (laughs) because that's what we just paid for. So, like, to see, for me to come to a show like that, I was, like, it, it was very like, heartening to know. Yes. <laughs> like it was like, get into the
5: woods and I bought my own Rapunzel wig because they literally bought me yarn. And I was like, mm. I'm going to go get my own. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but it was good to know that even like, if we had had, like, the budget and, like, the fame-highness yeah. of their it's school, we still, mm. still would have fallen down the stairs. And, like, things like <laughs> so, 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 Kev, okay. we'll read this but bio. But yeah, this to I lived for this bio that this Narnia kid, uh, Aaron Greenberg, shout out, it says Aaron Greenberg is a senior drama major and is also a dashing young Jew from Queens. <laughs> he enjoys ramen, pretending he's Patty Lapone, and listening to FDR's old fireside chats on the Library of Congress website. Some of his past roles include General Arvine in Guys and Dolls, Caldwell Be Cladwell in Urintown, and Frosty the Snowman in PS78's third annual Fifth Grader's Christmas Jam.
0: <laughs> Consider him booked on theater people. I know. We're getting Do the school. It. We're getting the whole school. <laughs> it's not even
4: wait. The, wait. He hopes,
2: We're not done yet?
4: He hopes Mr. Schiffman and the whole cast and crew know that he's loved working on Les Mis more than Gwyneth Paltrow loves attention. <laughs> he also hopes you enjoy the show.
0: I also love a good, like, Gwyneth jab from, like, two years ago. Like, let's totally, like, let's jab, like, let's give that jab. You know, his mom has been talking about Gwyneth and how much she can't stand goop
3: for years.
0: Like, he just, like, shakes his head at Sliding Doors over and over again. Like, to him, it's a black
4: and white movie. I have no idea what it is. is. I love Sliding
0: Doors. I did too. It's also called
4: If Then. then Interview interviewed Tom Kitt, like, yesterday,
0: two days ago. Yeah. He's a Pulitzer Prize winner. I realized when I was sitting there that I
5: had never met a
2: Pulitzer Prize winner before.
5: Lynn.
0: Uh, that's true. But
2: pre, that's, but pre-winning, you met him.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 That's right. 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 Like, and and we, my husband looked this up when we were on a car trip the other day. Uh, Next normal did not win the Tony Award that year.
2: It did not no. win best musical. No. Um, what do he call it? One.
5: It was Billy Elliot. I yeah.
2: think Duncan Sheik is a genius.
5: Did Duncan <gasps> Sheik do?
2: No, but he did uh, uh, American sure, sure, Psycho sure. and no. Spring British
0: transport. I think Duncan Sheik is such a. I mean, Spring Awakening. Spring Awakening is like. I think. I think Spring Awakening and American Psycho are both genius. I think they're genius. But
5: I find it was Stephen Sater's lyrics that drew me more into Spring Awakening because it was poetry.
0: Yeah, but the, I think the whole thing about the music of Spring Awakening mm-hmm. was the finding, the dichotomy of the modern music and, yes, the, and exactly. the and the period text. And Duncan, I talked to Duncan the other day. I talked to Duncan. My, my friend Duncan.
5: They um, also have coffee.
2: Oh my god. Can you imagine? So weirdly... Tim Duncan of the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> Duncan Donuts is more like it. He, Duncan, she <laughs> follows me on Twitter and I was like, I needed him for our Spring Awakening episode of Broadway Backstory. And I was like, I'm just going to send him a direct <gasps> message.
5: Sorry, I just got Which really excited it airs that today.
0: When you're listening to this, yeah. hopefully you've downloaded both of our podcasts. I have, <laughs> for the record, this is the past talking to you. I have not done a minute's worth of work on that episode. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Um, if you need
5: to talk to someone who saw it five times when they were 18,
0: yeah. by well, all means. So Duncan was saying, so I like messaged him. I was like, hey, I'm doing this thing on Spring Awakening. I'd love to talk to you. He's like, great, call me at 4 at this number. I screamed my face off yeah. and then just called Duncan Sheik's cell phone and we had a conversation that, I, that crazy. I, I mean, it was insane, but he was saying that they toyed with a bunch of different um, musical styles and they were saying that like, th- at first they tried to write it in the musical style of the time and it just sounded awful because Duncan yeah. was like, that's not the kind of music that I write. Then he was like, a, we were trying to write it as like a fifties, like a 1950s sort of piece. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. like, that didn't sound authentic. And Duncan was like, I just wanted to write the music that I write. And have it go with like the rest of the, uh, with the rest of it. And I think the dichotomy of it is so perfect. And I that's think that's
5: exactly it, why it works. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: totally. Carmen Cusack. You know the song "Totally" no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Totally <Carmen Cusack."> <laughs> <laughs> that that amazing song "Totally" Carmen Cusack. I hated the show the first time I saw it, what? and then oh. I downloaded the album because I was kind of in that thing of like oh, this doesn't work. I don't get it.
5: A little older because I was eighteen Ooh. when I saw it. The yeah, well, I'm
0: like a, I know that should hurt, but it doesn't. I'm just like <laughs> oh, you,
5: you establish yeah. that you're older than me. Yeah, 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 totally. And totally. Totally. I am younger than both of them. I wish as it was well. cool
0: enough that it like that I was upset about it, but I'm just so <laughs> old it doesn't matter. Can you pass the ginger ale, Kimberly? Actually, I'll just take it with, like, just straight. Yeah, great. Can I just take a quick, a quick break and talk about how much I love Laura Osnes? And what oh, she has yes. meant to my podcast. Like, what yeah. Laura Osnes has done for me personally yeah, has been... I could literally cry about it. Like, Laura Osnes, for literally no reason... So look, I'm a grandpa, right? Like so I started Theater People three years ago and we so back then there were literally two podcasts mine and the excellent, excellent Ensemblist podcast.
2: Yeah. Love it. and it was great. I didn't know well, what when, when we did our research before entering this market, if you will, like yeah. the first thing I did, Kimberly and I listened to a couple of episodes of yours. Oh really? Yeah, yeah oh, it was that, you and the Ensemblist.
5: You. You're the first things that come up on <laughs> yeah. iTunes during yeah. 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 Search and Theater was, or Broadway.
0: If you search the ensemble, it's like it's ensemble theater people. If you search theater people, it's theater people ensemble. Yeah, We're like then, right yeah. next well, to each other. Uh, behind
2: the curtain comes in. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's uh, Broadway Con and oh yeah, uh, and Broadway, um, Back Broadway backstory. Backstory. Broadway yeah. backstory.
0: But so Laura Osnes. So yeah. the guy that that like improvised the theme music that we used to play. We don't we don't play it anymore. But we used to have this theme music to theater people.
2: He, yeah, I remember underneath and yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Bradley Bean, He just improvises like great music. He was doing, Greece at dinner theater with Laura Osnes when she was like, can I take a couple of days off and go audition for this reality show?
3: <gasps> she told us that
0: story. It's yeah, good. yeah, I a know. great story. Bradley yes, was doing yes. this thing with, with Laura, and Bradley, in the beginning, was like, hey, do you guys want me to reach out to Laura Osnes and see if she'll do your podcast? And I was like, she will never do this, but sure. And so he, he emailed her, copied me on the on the email, mm-hmm. and she emailed back within a day and was like, sure, I'd love to. And you guys, when, when, when we started theater people, I had not even any idea what I was doing. Like, less than no idea. I just, like, wanted to be in a room with, like, famous Broadway people. I didn't think anybody would ever listen to it. And so when... Lynn we just Laura...
2: wanted to get drunk.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <I felt> <laughs> <literally>. <laughs> we need a
2: socially acceptable reason to get yeah. drunk as we often as we do. were Glass House. <laughs> and we are like, what if we recorded this? <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. So then Laura said yes, and... And then I was absolutely terrified because I, you know, she has a very like classical repertoire, uh-huh. absolutely. You know, and I'm that's not my thing. I don't know anything about that stuff. I, I, I still don't claim to know much about musical theater or or anything. Like I, I'm a fan of shows, mostly musicals. I do like a lot of plays, but I'm not like a theater aficionado in any way. And so Laura agreed to do it. I was. I've told the story before, but I was sick to my stomach the day of the of the episode because... Because I, of it or like you ate something funky? No, 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 because of it. Oh. Because I was so scared to interview her. Yeah, I don't know. I know of course, yeah, good yeah. question. Yeah. And I had seen her in Cinderella. No, I don't think Cinderella had happened at that point. I had seen her... I don't even know what I had seen her in.
5: Bonnie and Clyde Grace, or something. Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, yeah. South Bonnie Pacific. and Clyde, which I loved so
0: much. I hadn't seen South Pacific. I don't really know it. I hadn't seen Greece. She had done Cinderella, but like, that's the whole thing. Oh, and um, and what was the Santa Foster one? Yeah. And so I... <laughs> (laughs) I don't know. I didn't, like, at the time, I didn't realize that, like, I could kind of do a little bit of research and show up and have a conversation. I felt like I had to, like, know Mm -hmm. and ask intelligent questions about Oscar and Hammerstein and Oscar... Oscar 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 and Hammerstein. Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. (laughs) And the Hammerstein Ballroom, (laughs) 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 and it was awful. And I was, it was, but then she showed up, and it was like it was snowing outside, and 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 I was like, she's never gonna make it. She got there before we did. She was early. She was like, I left early because it was snow. She was so kind. She, so she was so. Just, like, she just could tell how nervous I was, and she just, like, put me right at ease. And then, like, six months later, we were asked to, like, do a live show, and we did a lot. And I was, like, who am I going to ask? Like, who's the biggest person? personal email address I have? I was, like, Laura Osnes. And she said yes, and she came and did it, and she was just, like, I mean, she's Laura Osnes, you know? And she, like, this, like, Lower East Side bar in the basement and did this live show, and, Mm -hmm. like, people showed up. And... I remember saying to her that night, "We are only we were only able to book other big talent because of you, because we had your name. Like without you, this wouldn't this wouldn't exist." She's a friend of the podcast, and she understands friend like, of the show, right? And she understands her importance to the show. You know that like yeah. sh- she helped make it possible. L- Laura has been so important to our show. She's probably been the most important person we've ever been associated with. Uh-huh. And she came into our show this summer, and it was like crazy, and it was so hot, and she got mobbed by people, oh, sure. and she was so nice and gracious and like really sweet and i was just emailing with her today because we're doing a broadway con thing for our 100th episode we're doing our 100th episode live at broadway con
2: <gasps> oh that's so exciting yeah wait what
0: day what day when uh it's on saturday
2: uh no yeah. sunday do you guys have a booth uh we don't no oh you should stop by our booth you guys have a booth we, we have, have, have like a, a full booth. what are you gonna have at your booth um swag um guests trivia as well as um... Squigs
5: is going to stop by, and we're going to do like um, trading cards. Oh my that, goodness! Because I use the cards in every episode, so we're going to people can come by and trade cards with me. They can come by yeah. and trade cards with Squigs, and then, and then I'll go to and Squigs' booth. It. And we're going to interview
2: it. the fans of the show. Oh, that's and, so cool, yes. yeah. you guys! So actually, so come I need to over. Ask you about I will, what for sure. Michael of course, use? of
1: course. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Anyway, Laura Osnes has just been like we would not be where we are without her her support. So cheers to Laura. Cheers mm-hmm. to Laura. Cheers to Laura yeah. Osnes. Laura, friend of Laura both Osnes. shows. Yeah, yeah. Both Cro- crossover yes. friends of the show. A crossover
2: friend. <laughs> um, we also saw in transit. Yeah, we did. We did.
5: Have you seen it yet?
2: Yep. Kimberly, why don't you start?
5: First of all, I saw it twice. Um, and the first time I saw it, I did not know I was going to see it that day. I got offered a ticket and I was like, sure, let me go. Um, I know Rick Hip who is the music director. And yeah, I was full like,
2: disclosure, like, we were given tickets to see the show. We don't want to... Yeah,
5: I work with the, I work with one of the producers. Yeah. I know Rick flores and I was just like, great, I have a ticket. I'm just going to go see this. I was just going to sit on my couch and watch Netflix tonight. And it felt like I was sitting on my couch and watching Netflix. It was just like this cute little rom-com. It was like... Um, the quote they're using is very accurate. If Love Actually was a musical in New York City, it would be in transit. I had a great time. Sure. I, I think there's a lot
0: to yeah. like about the show. I think that like Margot Seibert, number one, I think is... Margot Seibert is the person who whose time came for her really quickly with Rocky you know she yes. was Adrian and yeah. Rocky and she was also in I'm not going to think of the name of it but she was in an off-broadway musical before that called Some, Someone of the Something I can't think of what it is but I'm
5: not sure but she was also in the York's production of Tomorrow Saturday of Night. Tomorrow of the River is
0: what I was thinking yes. Oh, yes. yes and she was
5: in Saturday Night at musicals in Mufti yeah. at yeah. the York which is a show I had never seen live and went to see that and I loved her. Yeah. Her voice is
0: like very deep and her voice is, is just incredible I think the performances are great
4: I yes. think that Aaron
5: Mackey, I could watch do Aaron anything amazing. all day. Yeah,
4: that's what I thought was like the performances were incredible. Like I just, the, the cast had like this like energy that I think really did capture that feeling of like mm-hmm. being in New York and being under the subway. It was very kind of totally. driving. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And the acapella aspect of just like they are New York and they are creating the beat and the sound and all of that stuff. Yeah. I think
0: that the, the really beatbox guy is always... the I think Who the, did you see? I can't remember his name.
5: Dreads or Bald? Bald. Bald. You saw Chesney. Yeah. Um. Why do they alternate? It's just hard, I Oh, think. is that what it is? Okay. So one does six shows, one does two. And oh. I think they've switched who does the six and who does the two. Oh, wow. Um...
4: Wait, he, this is the beatboxers? Yes. Yeah.
5: And so he's sort of the narrator. And what I came away from the end, because the first time I saw it, I saw Steven, who has dreadlocks, and Chesney is bald, I saw him the second time. They have this moment at the beginning where they're just like, if you are going from point A to point B, you spend, I think it was like a month of your year on the subway in New York City, which we can all relate to is true.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and (laughs) then we're like, yeah, "Yeah, we get it. We just did that to get here. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, and so by the end, the first time I saw it, because it was very subtle in the beginning of like, well, when you're there, like, where are you? Yeah. And then at the end when she's singing, I'm getting there and I'm just like, wait, is this the end of the show? Why is this ending now? And I'm just like, oh, she's okay with where she is. And then I was like, oh, great. (laughs) They all read the power of now. This is a study on mindfulness <laughs> and like being—you know—there is a lot of it present that... in the moment, and yeah. that's sort of what it was. Is it wasn't, which I think a lot of people have to get over, is like it's not like this is a full arc of a plot. It's like these are moments in these people's lives.
2: Yeah, it's very vignettes.
5: Yes. So I, before
0: I say anything, we, we go only see go in transit. In, we, it's so there's so many reasons to see
2: it. Yeah, they use the with. set. They use the theater well. I. Love oh, just circle in the, the square. Yeah, with the
5: treadmill is the only good way to say yeah, it. The yeah, beginning. yeah, But yeah. the Tremble. end with her, well, ah.
0: Yeah. Love what I was going to say was that, like, I was engaged so much within the plot that I had an issue with some of the plot, which was the whole, like, gay subplot. I had a hard time with that. I didn't like it. But I think that what that says is that I was engaged in it, you know? I
4: think that actually is a great point because I think it, that was one of the things that bothered me when I saw the show was the gay storyline. But I think what's exciting about that is that that storyline seemed a little
0: dated. And well, for me, it felt... Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, of course, but it, felt,
2: it You're felt, the guest. You get. You got
5: <laughs> You got a pass. You're the guest, felt, and it's Kevin. Like, it, yeah, it's it's nice. it, it felt dated, but it, it also felt
0: like. I want to say that it felt. It didn't feel true, but maybe what I mean is it felt really true, and it hurt me. You know that, like I. Interesting. You know I don't know. I, I don't know well, which I think one a it lot, is. Is
5: that like, Kevin saying that it felt a little dated, and I'm like, well, to New York standards, it felt a little dated that one of them was still closeted to just his family. So in my mind, I was like, well, the internet.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, but it's the whole idea that like I, well, I, you don't get service in the subway, so I understand.
5: My best friend, <laughs> and the whole thing takes my, well, no, the whole no, thing not does not take place on the subway.
0: My best friend and co-producer of Theater People, Mike sure. Jensen, loved. Shout loved, out loved, to him. Here's to my, oh, oh my yes, god, actually. here's to Mike Jensen. He loved In Transit so much and I really liked it but he like loved it mm-hmm. and he was I know a know, lot of people who loved loved it. it. And so I had a great and time. listen, I think there is no better show to see than a show that some that some people love and some people don't love. American Psycho Exactly. It's one yeah. of Go oh, see yeah. that this show. What i is, split. But, like, talk where? I mean that <laughs> show. I mean, in general, like if there's if there's a show that everyone loves, like Dear Evan Hansen, you're never going to get a ticket. It's probably good. Maybe no. you won't like it. If there's a show that some people love and some people don't love, you're
2: really going to have an experience in that show. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. So, for instance, Comet's getting great reviews, but I know people who despise it. I can't wait to see I'm it. I'm going in January, and I guess what I bought my tickets suit to today. What would you buy tickets? Amelie. Mm. Oh,
5: Amelie Poulain. When is that happening? She loves to crack. Uh, it, uh, it opens
2: <laughs> April <laughs> f- the Monday, the second Monday in April. Wow. Um. So he
5: plans in advance. I have
2: two words for you guys, Philippe The
0: Orphanage.
5: Off Do you want to just
0: cry until you die? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to just
5: cry
2: all of the liquid out of your body? Or you know what really spoiler alert <gasps> Got me. Here's the thing. Me. I didn't know about that. Me neither. That. Killed me.
0: I yeah. no. But what I'm saying is, like, I've seen the show the and I didn't end. know about
2: it. The very end. My uh, husband, just, <gasps> Hamilton. My husband just oh, yeah. reminded
0: me of that the other day. Yesterday, in the car when we were driving home from wherever we were going yeah. or coming from or so so, whatever,
2: I forgot that that happened. I don't have a. I don't have a memory of so that. I have a mini yeah. story, Hamilton story for
0: you. Give it to me. Hamilton story. Did you
5: yeah. get engaged and then go see it? No. Sorry, that was me.
0: Yeah. Whatever. Oh my goodness. You're the second person I know. That's a gorgeous ring. Thank you. I won the lottery. Did you really? My husband won the lottery one day, and I won it the next day. What? (laughs) It was previous. It was when there was only like 300 people. Oh, okay, okay. It was before, there was like a billion people. Yeah, I was about to call bullshit. No!
3: on that yeah. one but i know i know i know, I, know. Yeah. I
0: don't remember that moment happening i don't re- I have a clear memory of it yeah. but my husband was saying to me in the car when we were listening to Hamilton the other day he was like is that her seeing him is that her
2: dying well have you heard is that philip has a, a i forget where it is but there's a video of her explaining what <gasps> really and every night it's different <clears throat> every one night- i just did it i was like <gasps> <gasps> i know <laughs> one night it's her seeing him one night, it's her seeing the audience and realizing they just told her husband's story. One night, it is her seeing all the children in the audience. One oh. night, so every syllabus so said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Well, do you know what it was at the public during No, no, I think you mean
2: Amalie. <laughs> well,
5: the public during previews, the floor would open and a reflection pool came up. And then you would see them seeing each other in the reflection oh pool. Oh, my like God. Like Washington and, Monument style? Like the Washington Monument. Yeah. Oh. And it was very much them seeing each other in the reflection pool. And the reflection pool was heaven or something of that ilk.
0: Can I tell you uh, if and a if And a, if then, then that scary? was too
5: expensive and yeah. they closed it.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Um I, so when I was talking to her about when I had her on the uh, Theater People podcast, she was saying mm-hmm. she was talking about the direction of the show, and you know how they would get to that point. They would get to the point of like getting to the, like her stepping forward, and they would stop. They just like didn't rehearse that part. They would like do the whole show, and then they would stop. Do the whole show, then they would stop, and then she oh. she said. I could be making this up. I have to go back and re-listen to the episode. But go my
2: memory of her Every talking line. about it with me but is who that, who lives, yeah. who dies, who tells your story? So now you're telling the story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so it's, this is the story of Rebecca. The
3: record. backstory. Right.
2: The backstory. So she
0: said that one day, she expected them that it was just going to be done, but that they didn't stop. And that Tommy didn't give her any direction. She just, they didn't stop. So she just was like... Uh, now we're doing my part. And she, like, just, like, stepped forward and then, like, did her piece. And, like, everyone just sort of, like, fell in line around her. And that's how they staged the the Awesome. End. I mean... That's awesome. To be in that room. You guys, I have to say, I...
2: I <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Kimberly.
5: Yeah. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> like...
2: <laughs> so, what started your podcast life? Like, how did theater people come in... Th- can you talk about how theater people came into fruition? Yeah. And then how uh, Broadway backstory, like, kind of how you pitch that and yeah yeah i mean you know i it's funny because i'm
0: not because i am a zillion i'm not like a tech person i'm not like a i'm like ooh, an electric typewriter that's exciting yeah i don't i'm not like <laughs> tech savvy i'm not like a person who like gets the newest iphone but somehow i discovered podcasts and i loved podcasts well okay so what happened was a long time ago like I guess it would have been four years ago or so. I found a podcast. Isn't it funny how that feels like a long time? I know it does. Oh, Cause I'm like, thinking about like the apartment I lived in at that time. Way like way I didn't have a kid. I don't think I was. In, I was married. I guess. You day. know,
4: you live in New York when you gauge your time by <laughs>
2: what apartment you're in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's what I was uptown. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. My Brooklyn my days. <laughs> my grandma once said to me, "You're gonna remember your life." Pre and post Bar Mitzvah. I think of my life like pre and post thin.
0: Oh, oh I, was, I think I was thin at that time. Me too. And yeah, yeah. I was talking to Brian about that the other day. And yeah. I was like, when I was really thin back then, he goes, you weren't thin, you were just young. I, like, <laughs> I have to get thin again. I've got a kid. I have to live another 50 years, you guys. I, yeah. I have
5: to she live, live another, another 50 years. years.
0: Don't. I'll just cry. I'll just start sobbing. That's I was true. thinking about the part where, where she says something about like, God gave me what you always wanted. How does it go? The Hamilton cast girls will come.
5: wanted. He gave me more time. More time? Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. So, I guess like 4 years ago, I was listening to podcasts. Back when it was, like, This American Life. Yeah. So there was this amazing podcast called Downstage Center, which I think yes. was, at some point, was a radio show. It was
5: on Sirius XM Broadway.
0: Yeah. So they um, they meh. they interviewed all of, like, all that of
5: That was me the drink, not ang. the podcast. <laughs> yes, no. Howard was Sherman just is i I don't anymore. Do you want more? But it was on Sirius XM Broadway, which my mother was obsessed with. And, yes, he would just do, like... Yeah, when so show it was Howard Sherman right? and then it was
0: like Howard Sherman and somebody else, and they, they would yeah. they interviewed all mm-hmm. of the biggest Broadway stars. Yes,
5: and and it was
0: I, I loved it, but it was kind of dry, uh, and but I loved it, it didn't matter. It was like you know, it was you
5: didn't get to hear those people normally, yeah. And
0: so the thing, right? Well, yes, totally. And so what happened was all of a sudden there was no more episodes, and I thought, well, someone's gonna do, someone's gonna, the, the someone. It never entered my mind that I would do it. It was like someone who knows how to make radio is going to continue this podcast. Right. And then, like, I guess three or four months down the road, it didn't happen. And I thought, like, I'm kind of entrepreneurial. I'm kind of creative. I, I, I want to do this. Like, if no one's going to make this podcast, it should exist. So I'm going to do it. Absolutely. Uh, and I reached out to this girl that I knew, woman that I knew. Her name is Vanya Arslanian, and she's brilliant. And she was, like, not really a th- not as much a Broadway theater person, very much a theater person, but not a Broadway theater person. Sure. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. Her husband was in film. He had some equipment. She was like, let's make a podcast. So... I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. You know, the next step was I was at a, a party at my friend Daisy Egan's house, and Katie Huffman was there. And Katie oh, Huffman... was that your first episode, yeah? Yeah. So Katie Huffman oh. won the Tony Award for uh, The Producers. What show was that? Uh, it's that, a little show. It's, it's just... No one's really heard of it. It's just mm. very independent. The Producers was my first
4: Broadway show, and I actually saw it with... Uh, she was still in the cast. With Katie? Yeah. She was she was incredible? Incredible.
0: Katie, I saw her... I met her at this party, and I was like, hi, I'm about to do a podcast. Will you be on it? She was like... Oh, Okay, weirdo, sure. Was <laughs> she the last, uh, wasn't she, oh, didn't I she work
4: with Fosse that? too for a bit? Was she yeah. his last, yes, like,
0: protege? Yeah, 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 yeah. So she totally was. And she was in Big Deal, was, like, her big, like, the last Fosse show that she did. Mm-hmm. Katie Hoffman is so incredible. She did Big Deal with Fosse. She was, I don't know if she would say that she was his protege, but she was very close with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Greatest but,
2: movie musical maybe.
0: Um, all that jazz. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. So Katie has this great story about the closing night. Uh, I think it was a big deal where they were, they did this big musical thing at the end of act one and the audience was like on their feet and the audience literally screamed one more time and they went back into the entire <laughs> last number <laughs> anyway so we so we did it and we didn't have any idea what we were doing and it sounded awful our first 10 episodes are like unlistenably bad and our first 10 episodes are like Katie Huffman, Anna Lee Ashford, Laura Ostis, oh, no. Michael Yuri like yeah. these huge deal stars that would just like don't sound good anyway so like that so that happened and then we were doing that we did that for like 2 years as a hobby and then I, like, left a job that I was at, and my husband was like, you need to make this your full-time gig. We took theater people weekly from biweekly. And for maybe eight or nine months, we did that weekly, and we took on a sponsor, which was Today TodayTix. Kimber and I love... Are you as drunk as me? Yeah, definitely. (laughs)
5: My my name is hard when you're drunk, I think.
0: It's really hard. Kimberly, 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 Kimberly. He even did it in a triple it. (laughs) You guys are idiots. Kimberly,
2: Kimberly, 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 Kimberly,
5: Kimberly. I have a great name.
2: So Kimberly and I saw Puffs, which is the seven years of Harry Potter or Harry and Mr. Potter, because I don't say Harry Potter. Um, it's
5: parody law. Yeah.
2: Would Joe ha- take a. a
0: what's huh? the word? I don't know what I'm even saying. Would Joe. The, the joke was she, that her name is
2: J- J- J.K. J-K Rowland. Joe jo? would take, probably take a cut, but now yeah. she doesn't. But is she upset about it? No, I it's don't great. Think so. I don't know. It's, it's so
5: fun. So it's called Puffs or Seven Years at a Magical wiv- School of at Magic. At a Magical School of Magic and all that followed.
2: <laughs> and it's fantastic. And it I got it got extended till March, but Kimberly and I saw it. It's so.
3: It's so
5: good. Like if you if you know oh. Harry Potter or not, it is so much fun. It is all sorts of like tongue in cheek, inside jokey stuff. But I have between to the- like the what is it like the third and fourth chapter, they just go, guys, guys. I swear, the headmaster looks a little different this year. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was all little bits like that. It's so good. It's so, but it's just, it's really
0: that good? Yes. Yes. It's
5: so much fun. And it takes like, it is the same seven years that Harry Potter is there, but it is from the tale of another person who did not know he was a wizard until he went to Hogwarts. His name is Wayne. But his name is Wayne, and he's a Hufflepuff from Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Anyway, I made a game based on it. Do you But want before to play? that, oh, but, but yes, Patrick, yes. Do you know your house? What house are you?
2: You know, I don't know if that was your...
0: you guys. Name. Okay, it, so it was, it was. I also I also make the Broadway Con the podcast, yeah. and those people, Mischief Management, do the Leaky Con. So oh, okay. they are very they are very Harry Potter. So yes, I think okay, I think that I am Gryffindor.
5: Brave. That's what they say in text <laughs> can't take Gryffindor. Because, so Gryffindor seems to me like...
0: So, okay, Gryffindor seems like the cool, nice kids. <laughs> Hufflepuff seems like the kids that think that they're cool, but they're not. Slytherin is like the evil kids that think that they are not <laughs> evil. Is there another one? Uh, Slytherin? Uh, sl- no, um, Ravenclaw. Sorry, I'm Slytherin. Oh, Ravenclaw. Oh. Oh. So. No! Carmen Cuson! Interesting! Ravenclaw are like the rich kids. Really? Ray, or
5: or is Slytherin the rich kids.
0: No. no, 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 Slytherin are like the bad, they're the bad ones. Yeah, but, but, but I'm one of them. You're a Slytherin? Well. Did you say I moved away from you?
5: I did. <laughs> so I've always considered myself a Hufflepuff. Uh-huh. And my fiance recently was just like, no, you're Slytherin. And I was like. But
4: he's also enemy of the show. So it's he true. might be
0: just trying to mess up Here's your my dark secret, you guys. Yes. I fear that I am Slytherin.
5: I think that's what it is. Ooh. So I think, like, I grew so, up being like, no, I'm so nice. I'm a Slytherin Hufflepuff. when I drink vodka, so like- I
0: don't <laughs> do that anymore. <laughs> no, you can't be Slytherin. No, you're you are Hufflepuff. You yes. are.
5: I have a game. Do you want to play?
0: Yes, let's, let's do it. Okay. I want a sorting hat. That's what I want.
3: Well,
5: listen, I was told to make a sorting hat game, and it was too hard, okay. so I made something harder. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the 2017 Triwizard Tournament. As you know, we at Broadwarts I'm have teamed team up not with-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got you drunk for your show. No. No, you no
5: no no no. No one has ever. I ruined it. We at Broadwarts have teamed up with the Wizards at Oh I have lights of Broadway cards in the middle that I'm drawing from. With the Wizards at Allegiance and <laughs> Falsettos <laughs> To bring the tradition of a tri wizard tournament to Broadway's most elite wizarding schools. For the past five minutes, students from each school have entered their names into the Triwizard Cup for the chance to represent their school in the tournament. I will now draw the names of the three students who will be in this year's competitors. Ooh. Ooh. Student number one is James Monroe Iglehart.
0: I would like that. Thank you. Wait, am I allowed to do that?
5: Yes. Yeah. Student number two is Alan Cumming. Who would like to play for Alan Cumming? Brian. Brian got it. Carrie Butler goes Yeah, can, trade? can
4: I trade? We can trade. I'll be the genie.
5: <laughs> Great. So you are now playing as these characters that I have given you. <laughs> That's so good. I love, can I and take a picture of you playing as Carrie Butler? Of course. <laughs> wizards, are you ready for round one? Yes. I'll read you the rules. For the first round of the tournament, we wizards find ourselves head to head in a battle with a dragon. Um, students uh, will roll the die that is on my phone, because I don't have a real one to draw their order. Um, I love your Carrie! Yes. Will you roll the die? How I just do I do it? Just hit roll it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got a one, you guys. I
4: know. Number
5: one. Brian, you also got one. Kevin, will you roll it?
4: I will. I'm gonna hit. If you also get one, then I just choose. It. Roll, roll
5: it. it. I got a five. I'll Great. So we'll just go Carrie, um, Alan, James.
2: Carrie, James. count. Carrie, Alan, James. Great. Carrie, that's James. a great name for a child. Carrie and James,
5: yeah, yeah. very. It is good. actually a great name. For this round, we find our wizards in a head-to-head battle with a dragon. Please draw a card to determine which dragon you will face. The first competitor is Carrie Butler. Will you draw from the actor card pile? Who do you have?
0: Of course, Brian Stokes Mitchell. Great. The baritone dragon. So your dragon is Brian
5: Stokes Mitchell. He is a slender, almost skeleton-like dragon with crepe-like wings. Why
0: does nobody ever say that about me?
5: <laughs> <laughs> his flames come in short, erratic bursts from both nostrils. You're welcome. Um, I would like you to please describe to me first how healed. you would approach this dragon to secure the treasure it is guarding that you need to bring home. And you may draw a card from the show pile to determine which spell you will use to defeat the dragon, use this card to influence your attack. When you are ready to leave the arena, you must roll the virtual dice to determine the outcome of your challenge. Yes, this is Harry Potter. Do Am I the only one who's been drinking? No, I know. I'm this just is amazing. To what's
4: happening? Are we playing like lights of Ma- Broadway magic? Okay. No,
5: you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Wait, what do I people. do? I roll the dice again? No, no, no. This so you so are battling okay. a dragon named Brian Stokes Mitchell. Yes, I am. Who is a smaller type dragon. For your attack protocol, (laughs) you've drawn Cinderella. Your goal is to grab a treasure box from underneath the dragon Brian Stokes Mitchell using your attack of Cinderella.
0: Where does Carrie Butler feature into this? You
5: are Carrie Butler. Oh, okay. So, like, you can transform yourself into a pretty ball gown to distract him or something.
0: No, what I would do is leave my glass slipper, which Brian Stokes (gasps) Mitchell would obviously want...
5: That's true.
0: Across the stage, and so then yeah, I would go, and then I would start. I would start singing songs from ragtime. I don't know what's happening.
5: You may roll the die, and I'll <laughs> read you your fate.
0: You guys, I did nothing, and Carrie Butler died. So great, <laughs> No, great, no, great. One of our great leading actresses is dead because of me. Oh,
5: roll
3: it. You got one. Everyone.
5: Congratulations, Again. you have survived the Yay! bout with Dragon Brian Stokes Mitchell <laughs> and successfully retrieved you did it. the treasure. <laughs> Who was going next? I'll go next. Brian, great.
2: I don't know how um, you, you survived, Josh, okay? but you did it. Well, I, I did it with Brian Smith-Mitchell's
0: bone structure of his face. Look at this. It's pretty chiseled. It's like a weapon.
5: Who's your dragon? I'll read you their... Uh...
2: I have the dragon, Michael Park. Yes! <gasps>
5: Michael Park is a large dragon with a penchant for squashing his foe. Little to no real fire, but a constant hot, steamy breath creates a deep fog throughout the arena. I am, I am or.
2: Alan Cumming, and I am defeating the dragon Michael Park. All I want to watch is a fight between Michael Park and Alan Cumming. So I pull, win. I pull out a wand. <laughs> Great. As Michael, as excuse me, as, as Alan, Alan Cumming, Cumming, and I say, um, "Alo, companyus." So I use the company spell, and the company spell creates an orchestra of actors who play songs. Mostly, Raul Esparza. Oh, it's a revival spell. Re- ra- it's a revival spell. So it, it a revival spell. So it brings strings <laughs> no! and play trumpets it? that plays a as that it plays
0: it's a very Harry and dragons. <laughs> All I know is that Raul Esparza, Michael Park, and Alan Cumming are fighting
2: for me oh, at any true. point
5: that you want to know the outcome, you may roll the die.
2: So the dragon falls asleep because they're playing a sweet, sweet lullaby Amazing. and company. And so I go and steal that treasure. I like that. And now my roll it is a six. A one. I got a one.
5: You got another one? Yeah. Congratulations. You have survived the bout with dragon. Michael Michael yes. and successfully retrieved the treasure. Got Gosh, it.
4: darn it. I'm going to lose this.
5: All right, Kevin, draw dragon. All right, dragon. James
4: Monroe, we got this. So I'm pulling from the top yep. of this one. Mm-hmm. So my dragon... <laughs> I'm facing the spicy Cheetah Rivera dragon.
5: Great. great. Cheetah Rivera is a small dragon with long wings. Her true power lays in her fire. Her immense breath control allows her to breathe a steady stream of fire for upwards of two minutes. That's
4: much. words were never spoken. That's my <laughs> Did you guys see The Visit? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, we've seen this in action. She she was fire breathing. And your spell
5: is? She spoke
0: is? a lot of things.
4: Alright, so I'm gonna defeat the Cheetah dragon <gasps> with my Wolf Hall Parts 1 and 2 spell, which is just to keep going and going and going with the spell until the cheetah dragon falls asleep.
5: (laughs) And will you roll to see how you fare?
4: I'm rolling it. It says it's rolling. I got a three.
5: Congratulations. Ooh. You have survived your first meeting with a dragon. Unfortunately, the treasure chest opened on your way out of the arena and it content- and its contents spilled. Please roll again to determine if you are able to retrieve all the contents.
3: All right.
4: Come on, James. Just
5: leave you alone. What the problem? I got a one. Yes, you were able to okay, retrieve Okay, I retrieved everything. Wonderful. Are you ready for round two? Yes. The Great Hall has been magically turned into a Broadway theater. In this challenge, you must perform a one-man or woman show to the whole school. Please draw a show from the cup, so the show pile, and take a minute to prepare your performance. Please describe to me how you would perform that show as a one-person, 10-minute presentation, but please only with a 30-second pitch. Once everyone is done, please roll the die twice to determine how many students voted for your piece to win the coveted Wizarding Theatre Award, the Trelawney.
2: Who wants to go first? I'll go.
5: Brian, go. So just ha- a quick pitch on how you would do a one-person show. Hello, I am Alan. Welcome in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am Alan Cumming, and I am doing the one-person show of sideshow. (laughs) The one musical that actually really
4: requires more than one
2: person.
5: So... Imagine.
2: So imagine... Magic. Imagine a circus tent where there are twins played by one person. (laughs) Which is basically how Alice did it. Yeah. (laughs) So imagine Alice in Next to Normal doing sideshow. But she... So Alan coming... it, it, It really is a It is a deconstructed version of it where each side of the stage represents the different twin – and therefore, uh, when you're on one side of the stage, it really brings out that, you know, the ha- the left side of Sideshow. And the other side brings out the right side of Sideshow. So every time it changes, they go from side to side, lighting changes, and all of the candles that are floating above change. And um, and that is how Sideshow, the one-person show, works. I would maybe see that. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally see that. Yeah.
5: Great. So and, I have- and I need to roll. James- oh, right, yes. I'll roll for it um, Six plus three is? Nine. Nine. So nine students voted for Brian to win the Trelawney Award. Got it because it sounds like town
4: Kevin. Yes, I'll go next. So I have the one. I'm James Monroe Hart And I have the um, um, of Next to Normal. And so the way that I would make next-to-normal one-person show is obviously James will be playing Diana, and every other character in the show will be in her head and not on stage. So she'll be performing the whole show as if she's just talking to a bunch of people who aren't there. And I think literally he could just do the Alice Ripley track and not do anybody else's stuff, and it would work.
5: That's my show. Let's roll the die. Three plus... Three plus... One, One. four people have voted for Kevin to win the Trelawney. Uh,
4: So Brian's beating me. Yo, Kevin, people hated your show. People didn't like my show. Yes.
5: I.e., Carrie Butler, it is your turn to present your one-woman show to the school.
0: To the school. Okay, so I have Chicago. I don't know what's happening. All I can say (laughs) is that my idea... Carrie Butler,
5: one-woman Chicago. My
0: idea of the one-woman Chicago is that I think that most people would say that they would watch Cheetah Rivera, like, sleep on stage. So here's my thing. Cheetah Rivera stands on stage, the one woman production. There's nobody there. She walks out to the dun, 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 and the music stops cold. She stands there and closes her eyes for 90 minutes. And you're watching Cheetah Rivera imagine the show in her brain. After 90 minutes, she opens her eyes, the audience jumps to their feet, gives her a standing ovation, and that show is over.
3: That's ridiculous. And
5: let's see, roll one. Six. Roll oh. two. Yep. Five. Eleven
4: people voted for him. He
5: Eleven just... people, and Carrie Butler wins the Broadwartz <laughs> Trelawney <laughs> Award for the Try Wizard Cup. She wins. Is sleep wins. On stage. Brownies or chocolate chip cookies chocolate. from the cookies, Broadway please. Baker.
2: Oh my goodness! I so yeah. love it. Can I leave so, right now? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So that Get brings it. us to the end of our episode.
0: But I have like four more hours of things to say.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So let's put quickly one word answers. I'm going to. Okay. Uh huh. What is number of hours that goes into an episode for you? Of which podcast? Uh, A Broadway backstory. Uh, 60. How many of the interviews for each episode are archived that you've done on theater people that happen? to, Or uh, are brand new ones?
0: It varies per episode, but I would say in general, it's like maybe 30%.
2: 30%. Okay. Of what? Uh, 30% are uh, interviews I've already done. Um, What's your favorite musical of all time? Tommy. What is the musical that you saw? Like, I need this to be my life.
0: Uh, Catch Me If You Can. Really? Mm -hmm. I love that musical so much. That's a really cool answer. Yeah. Um, Two Truth and a Lie. Uh, I could not possibly be doing what I'm doing without the support of my husband. Lie. Wait, <laughs> wait, so I, I, say three, I say three things and right. one of them is no. a lie? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Laura Benanti is my spirit animal. Jerry Mitchell changed my life. Three. Lie. The lie is Jerry Mitchell changed your life. Wait, do I have to tell you?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Laura Benanti is not my spirit animal. Who's your spirit animal? K.L.S. et al. Oh! oh that's a good Kimberly, uh, that said, said, Laura Benanti is very,
2: very special to me. Cool. Kimberly, what's yours?
5: Jesus and lie? Yeah. That didn't sound like the words. <laughs> um, let's see. I've never seen the producers. I've been in Bernadette Peter's dressing room, and I've worn Bernadette Peter's shoes.
0: Wait, what was the first one?
5: I've never seen the producers.
4: You've never been in her dressing room. So the lie is that she's never been in the dressing room.
5: You're right. So it's, I've seen the producers. I've (laughs) been in her dressing room. Kevin. And I've worn her shoes.
2: Um, So you've worn her shoes and you've been in her dressing room. Yeah, that's true. Kevin. I've never been in a
4: Rodgers and Hammerstein show. Um, I did Sweetie Todd my senior year. And I didn't have a beard until I was
2: 30. Beard till 30. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Mine are, <laughs>
3: I've I have I was once
2: in a production of Full Monty where we actually did the Full Monty with no backlighting on purpose. I grew up 10 minutes away from the Engelman Theater and was involved in their programs. And I have a theater degree from at college. Full Monty. It's the second one. You were totally the making that it stage. It's Engelman. That's a lie. Wait, so
0: you did the full... So people have
2: seen your full Monty. Yes.
5: With my fiancé, mm-hmm. who still Wait. owns the g My senior
2: year of college, at Ithaca College, we did the and the concept was that they're going to do the full Monty. And you were cool with that? Yeah, I was. I was I was a young theater kid.
5: <laughs> he was 22. He didn't care.
2: i mean, a bag of chocolate cookies. I don't care. <laughs> Me too. So don't forget to follow Patrick on at Patrick Hines, at Theater People PPL, and at Broadway Back... B-Way Backstory, um... Don't forget to check out Thirty People on Mondays, Broadway Backstory on Tuesdays, and Broadway Con on Wednesdays. Three or four times out of the month, we do the best we can, guys. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> so long, farewell, Avita Zane. Adieu, adieu, adieu to you, to you, and you, and you. And you? But as we end every episode, we raise our glasses and we sing a little bit of up Z- Z- Bump. Cheers. cheers everyone. Thanks, Patrick. for, that that? Thanks for coming. That's the, that's the end glasses. of uh, those magic changes.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
0: like, I don't know that show. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna need a whole bag of chocolate and cookies. Oh my god. <laughs>